But I really feel like um, this morning that God wants to expose the works of the devil. The Bible says this. It says, we are not ignorant of the devil's devices. But how many of you know if you are ignorant of the devil's devices, you're ignorant of the devil's devices. If you don't know how he operates, then you are ignorant. And Paul's speaking to people whom he obviously made aware of the devil's devices, right? That's why he says to them, you know, we are not ignorant to the devil's devices. So we're going to talk about the enemy of our souls today. Um, here's a, I'm just going to throw a couple of scriptures at you, kind of expound from them, and then we're really going to look at his history and kind of what happened. Um, 1 Peter 5, 8. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. So this tells you right off the rip how he operates, all right? So he operates by hiding in the shadows and waiting for an opportune time. This is why Paul says, give no foothold to the devil because he waits he loves to wait when tragedy strikes or he's watching and waiting for that person to cut you off on the highway. He's watching and he's waiting for, you know, that coworker to insult you. He's, he's watching and waiting for your parent to say something to you that maybe you didn't want to hear. He's watching and waiting to accuse and to sow seeds just as God sows seeds. Do you understand? All right. So I'm going to backtrack a little bit. I just feel it in my spirit. Um, to kind of talk about his beginning. And I want to start there before we go. Before we go. We're going to be in Isaiah chapter 14, verses 3 through 21. Real quick. Isaiah chapter 14, verses 3 through 21. Listen to this. It shall come to pass in the day... The Lord gives you rest from your sorrow and from your fear and the hard bondage in which you were made to serve. It shall come to pass in the day the Lord gives you rest from your sorrow, from your fear and the hard bondage in which you were made to serve. So I want you to understand that that all of us have been there, that before we were born again, this is the reality that we were living in. We were in sorrow, fear and hard bondage in which we were made to serve. You see, that's why he says, my burden is easy, my, or sorry, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Because you are either yoked to hell or yoked to heaven. It's one or the other. Listen, it says that you will take up this proverb against the king of Babylon. In this moment, in the, the king of Babylon, what he's speaking of, he's not speaking to the literal king of Babylon. He is, but he isn't. It's twofold. He's speaking to the present, but he's really about to go into a prophetic thing that the prophet is seeing, and he's speaking to Satan. And if you go forward into, um, if you go forward into Revelations, you'll read when it talks about the new Babylon, and obviously we know who rules that, which is this this um, this world. But anyway, uh, and say how the oppressor has ceased, the golden city ceased. The Lord has broken the staff of the wicked. The scepter of the rulers who struck the people in wrath with a continual stroke. He who ruled the nations in anger is persecuted and no one hinders. He who rules the nations in anger. So that tells you right there who's in charge of the nations. 
It says, the whole earth is at rest and quiet. They break forth into singing. Indeed, the cypress trees rejoice over you. And the cedars of Lebanon saying, since you were cut down, no woodman has, no woodsman has come up against us. So here, here's it saying, we're, if we're like trees, okay, since the devil was cut down, no one has now come against us. And it, what it's doing is showing you who's been coming against you this whole time. Does that make sense? And the cedars of Lebanon saying, since you were cut down, no woodsman has come against us. Hell from beneath is excited about you. To meet you at your coming. It stirs up the dead for you, all the chief ones of the earth. It has raised from its their thrones all the kings of the nations. They shall speak and say to you, have you also become as weak as we? Have you become like us? Your pomp is brought down to Sheol. At, and the sound of your stringed instruments, catch that. That really is going to be a key on, on one of the ways the devil works. The maggot is spread under you and worms cover you. So the, this prophet is, is seeing into the future, into the book of Revelations, when the Bible says that an angel comes and binds Satan up and casts him into hell. This is at the second coming of Jesus. When Jesus splits the sky, okay, when Jesus splits the sky, he comes and he binds, he takes the false prophet and the Antichrist who will rise and he throws them into the lake of fire. They go into the lake of fire. That is the eternal resting place for the wicked. Hell is Sheol, the place of the dead, which is currently, the Bible says, within the center of the earth. Pre-Christ, when anybody died, okay, pre-Christ, when anybody died, all went to the center of the earth to Sheol. You had Abraham's bosom, which is where the righteous went, and you had hell, which is where the wicked went. But all were in the center of the earth. And you see this in the parable of which rich man, the rich man and Lazarus. And you see uh, the Lazarus, in, Lazarus, who was righteous, in Abraham's bosom. And you see the rich man in hell where he says it's very, it's very hot and very dry, and I just would like something to drink. But there's a great chasm between them, and they couldn't read, but they could see each other. And so we just talked about in the gospel that when, when Jesus died, he went down to the center of earth and he proclaimed the gospel to those who were in Abraham's bosom. He preaches the gospel, right, to anyone who would receive. And then when he was re resurrected, they resurrected with him. And you see this, and I think it's the book of John, or I think it might be Matthew. But you see, like, literally, um, all the saints of old, they rise from the dead, and they're walking around Jerusalem. And it's in Acts. They're walking around Jerusalem. So... Uh, you see this take place, right? And then when they, when Jesus ascends, they ascend with him. And then now on this side of the cross, we have what Paul says. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. This is why he doesn't look to the guy and say, today you'll be with me in heaven. The guy hanging on the cross. He says, today you'll be with me in paradise, which was Abraham's bosom. So he, what he did is he forgave his sins. He was destined for hell. But he forgave his sins, gave him access at that point to then go to Abraham's bosom, paradise, which was in the center of the earth, where when Jesus died, he goes down. They all welcome him. Can you imagine David down there when Jesus comes walking through? <gasps> Isaiah, you're the one I prophesied about. You know, they know he's the one when he comes walking in, the king of glory, taking back the, the, the keys of a death, hell, and the grave. And literally, the Bible says that the, they all rose from the dead. They went and saw their ancestors. Can you imagine living in Jerusalem that day and like King David knocks on your door? Hi, I'm King David, your ancestor. You know, this is literally what the Bible says happened. You can read it. It's all in there. Some of you are looking at me like I've never heard that before. It's in the Bible. So 
So when Jesus ascends now, because of what Jesus did, we go directly to heaven, to the Father, to await the second coming. See, we're actually not going to spend eternity in the heaven that exists as of right now. You say, what? What are you talking about? Blasphemy. Heresy. No, actually, the Bible says the heavens and the earth will pass away, and there will be a new heavens and a new earth. And what happens is the two merge, and, and then there becomes a new heaven and a new earth. There is no separation, no other place. It's the new Jerusalem. Read it. It's Revelations chapter 21. It's all, all this is in the Bible. So uh, what I'm trying to do is give you the dynamics of heaven and earth and hell. All right. Because because you have to understand what's happening. All right. So Lucifer, we're going to touch. We're going to read it in just a minute. Lucifer was called the anointed cherub who covers. Okay. Lucifer was created uh, and, and we're going to. We're going to read that as well. But Lucifer was created as one of the highest angelic beings in the kingdom of God. He was one of the high archangels. You have, you have currently four um, in, as of now, and you had four then. And he was one of four or five then. We're not sure because the Bible's not really clear. Um, so we know biblically in the 66 canonical books, their names being Lucifer, Michael, and Gabriel. And then we know um, if you if you add in the book of Enoch, which, again, you know, wherever you stand on that, I read it less than the Bible. I don't read it equal with the Bible, but I read it because it's mentioned in the Bible. It's quoted by Jesus 11 times indirectly. It's quoted by Peter indirectly, and it's quoted by Jude directly. So I'm like, if I'm going to read a book written by Brian Guerin or Michael Koulianis or somebody like that, I'm going to read a book by a guy that that says, you know, that walk with Jesus and then he was not because God took him. Like, I want to know what he had to say and I can, you know, if anything contradicts the Bible, I'll throw it away. All right. But he mentions um, Raphael and Fanuel by name, who would be the four living creatures around the throne currently would be Mike, Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, and Fanuel, or sorry, yeah, Raphael and Fanuel. And he actually shows you that they are over and they have authority over certain things. We see this reverberated in the bible okay you have gabriel who is over messengers in the in messenger angels it's, he's the one sent to bring words and messages from god and you'll see he came to mary he's over he's an archangel who covers he's over all the other angels who have message there's a hierarchy in heaven michael is is the chief warrior angel and you see that all through the bible that he is the one he has he battles and you see gabriel is released to send a bring a message to Daniel and gets hemmed up fighting the prince of Persia so God sends Michael to hold off the prince of Persia a principality so that then the messenger can come are you guys tracking with me or is this like you're like whoa is this good we're good yeah. all right so this is I promise you all in the Bible all right every bit of it it's just so much scripture I there's no way I could read it all today so but it's promised you I, I fact check me Lena I, she always keeps me on my toes and I love it we have conversations she's like I'm looking that up I'm like thank you for doing that I love it. Please do. I, I highly encourage it because we want to be as biblically accurate as possible. Amen. That's right. So. So anyway, so Lucifer has this place in heaven. OK, e even after he comes and sins and deceives uh, Eve, we see Lucifer is able to go on the earth and go between the earth and heaven. OK, and we see this played out in Job. Have you ever read the, how many of you read the book of Job? And you see Satan 
is able to, he says, the Lord says, where have you been? He says, I've been to and fro the whole earth, right? And he's like, he's like, well, have you, God's like, well, have you seen my servant Job, you know? And Satan is there to accuse. He's called the accusers of the brethren. And he literally stands up before God, accusing day and night the sins of the, the, the righteous. Well, you know, those who are trying to follow God. He's literally accusing them of everything. Boom, 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 boom. All right, so, and this, this may step on some toes, okay? But it's, I promise you, it's, it's biblical. We can go, it, it's, it's telling you right here, because um, there's, I, I'm going to call them two casting downs. Okay, Satan experiences two casting downs. He's experienced one already and he experiences a, a second one. There may actually I would say there's three casting downs. There's three casting downs that take place for Satan. He's cast down. Uh, he's cast down once, which I'm about to mention a second time. And then he's cast. Um, he's cast out forever and ever. And so um, the first casting down at this point. Um, he, he is still carrying the authority as, as the archangel in the beginning. He has the power as an archangel. Go, can go toe-to-toe with Michael. We know that he can go toe-to-toe with Michael because the Bible says that, the, that Michael wouldn't even rebuke Satan. He wouldn't even touch his authority. He would say, the Lord rebuke you. He wouldn't touch him. Okay? And then, and then Lucifer, when he fell, I told you at the, at the, when I was sharing the gospel, that he deceived Adam and took the edemic authority from Adam and became the little G God of this world, the ruler of this world. He took all the dominion that God gave to Adam. Satan took, I have authority now. I rule. You want to see it proven? He takes Jesus to a high mountain and says, if you worship me, I'll give you all this. He didn't, he didn't tempt Jesus with a promise he couldn't fulfill. It was his to give to Jesus. You have to understand that. And so uh, an amazing thing, though, that happens, and I'm not sure personally, I'm still working it out. I'm not sure if it happened at the birth of Jesus. That's the way Revelations paints it. So if we just take word for word Bible, that's the way it, it's painted. Or if it happened at the, the death of Jesus, and it, probably I'm thinking the birth because of the way Jesus came. And that's just what the Bible says. And I I'm really against trying to figure out theology where I got to like figure out mysteries in the Bible. Typically, if you got to do that, it's probably error in there somewhere. The, if you just take the Bible as it is and it means what it says when you as, as much as you can take it, meaning what it says, if you do that, you'll stay away from error. And that's that's typically I find that there is no then then there's no contradictions in the Bible. They don't contradict each other. They actually all complement each other. But things shift and change due to the work of the cross. And due to the, the act of Jesus and what he did. And so up until Jesus' birth, that's what I believe. That's what I believe Revelation says. Uh, if you go and read it, it says a child is born. It says, and when this child is born, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. And if you remember, Jesus on the earth says, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. And it lines right up with what happens in Revelations. And so up until the birth of Jesus, Satan could go to and from and accuse before God. He could. Before the birth of Jesus, okay? He could roam the earth and go back up in heaven. But when Jesus came, why? A second Adam was here. A second Adam came. Do you see? And when that second, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. When the second Adam stepped on the scene, 
Satan was cast out of heaven and he fell like lightning. And the Bible says he took one third of the stars with him. One third of the angels. Often when you read stars in the Bible, it's twofold, star and angel. And he fell. They came with him. They rebelled against God. They went with him. You'll see. The Bible talks about it. We're going to go there. We're good on time. We good? Everybody's good? Everybody's like, we're glued. Okay. So, so I know we don't always go here, but I, I, there's a reason. All right. So Satan fell like lightning, right? Tempts Jesus. I'll give you all this if you worship me. Why did he need Jesus to worship him? Well, why did he need Jesus? Because another one who matched his authority was walking the earth. You got to understand something. Second Adam was here, which tells you what was the greater authority, the Edemic authority or the archangel authority? Mm, that's a good question. On the earth, I would say the Edemic authority. So why is he want? He wants that authority. He's trying to get Jesus is the demic authority. He's trying to get that authority. He's trying to get the anointed one, the one spoken of. Hey, this is the anointed cherub dealing with the anointed one. He's trying to get him to, to come to him. So I'm going to say a little nugget for you, and then we're going to get back. It's going to be like, sorry, do you know why? G God, you understand God could snap his fingers and destroy the devil? Do you realize that? So then why did he come and walk as the second Adam and die and defeat him that way? Because there will never ever be an accusation against God. He defeated the devil on equal terms. The second Adam against he who stole at the Edemic authority. Do you see what I'm saying? And so he so humbled himself. You can never accuse God of anything. He's vast in his wisdom, man. He's vast in his wisdom. And I, I don't think that the devil knew what would happen to him when he killed the king of glory, I, or he never would have done it. He never would have done it because he, he, he so fooled the devil. And, and, and actually, the devil is very wise, and we're going to find that. You know, it says of the serpent that he was more cunning than all. He was more crafty and cunning than all. We're going to read that here in just a minute when we, when we go into Scripture. And uh, it might be Ezekiel. Yeah, we're going to probably jump back. We're going to skip it. We'll come back to Isaiah and go to Ezekiel first, 28. Sorry, I know we're jumping around. I'm trying to follow the spirit. But anyway, so the devil, when Jesus is born, the devil can no longer. This is why it says the accusers of our brethren has been cast down. He's not a lot. Somebody said, here say, yeah, the devil's accusing you day and night before God. No, he ain't. The devil's got no place in heaven. He can't go to heaven. He ain't going up into heaven. Our, our loved ones who have gone on with, with, to be with Jesus are not standing up there watching the devil parade himself around heaven and accuse you and me. That ain't happening. He's access denied. The devil is not going up here from here in heaven. The devil is here on the earth. He's still here. You need to understand that. He's still here. And at this point, he still has the keys to life and death. Do you understand? But when Jesus died on the cross, he took back the, the power of death, hell, and the grave. He took it back. And then he took those who were in the earth, the righteous, the, who believed on him, and he took them and ascended. And now when we die and we die in faith, we are to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But if you die outside of faith, you are in the pit. The Bible, Sheol, he, Sheol hell, the pit, that's all hell. In the center of the earth. Understand. That's not the lake of fire. 
The lake of fire is the eternal, eternal place of the wicked, the devil, the, fal the false prophet, and all his angels. This is torment where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth, where the, the fire is never quenched. Okay? This is that place. That's eternal judgment. So that's the first casting down of the devil. The second casting down will be when Christ splits the sky. See, see, the devil is ruling this earth. He is, you, all you need to do is like look at the nations. <laughs> Jesus isn't currently giving the orders to the nations. You tell me I'm a lion, then what, I know them by their fruit. And I don't see them being the, their father being God. Every now and then you might get a man or woman in there who that person follows God and they make a difference. But ultimately, the Bible says every nation will hate us. I'm not going to go into the end times events. I've got a long teaching for we did word for word expository teaching on the book of Revelations. You can go to encounter1078.com forward slash podcast. It's all on there. I do word for word on what's going to happen in the end. I'm not going to go there right now. But what I what because I'm trying we're talking about Lucifer today, unfortunately. So anyway, uh, but but I think we need to know we we need to not be ignorant of the devil's devices. Yeah, that's right. And so and so what I want you to understand is that he's still ruling the nations right now, but he's death in the power of sin. The power of Satan has been destroyed. Satan's power is sin. It says that I've come to destroy the works of the devil. If you go to the book of John, it says that those who sin, their father is the devil. Those who do righteous, their father is God. And the, this reason Christ came to destroy the works of the devil, sin. He took that power, okay? When Christ splits the sky to come back, he takes the, the false prophet and the antichrist and throws them in the lake of fire, but he takes the devil and he bounds him up and he throws them into hell. He's there for a thousand years. Christ rules and reigns on this earth as it is for a thousand years. And in that time, if a child dies at the age of 120, it will be said to be an early death, the Bible says. That in that time, literally, I'm telling you, it's going to be like it was in the garden. This whole earth for a thousand years is going to be like that. And, and those of us who are born-again believers now, if we died and went on to be with Jesus, we will come with him uh, with him when he splits the sky but if we were if we're on this earth and we remain we'll be caught up with him to meet him as he comes transformed into our new bodies to rule and reign with him forever and then we will rule the earth as priests and kings under our god for a thousand years we will be in it's like we've been under the devil's rule for long enough now we about to rule under christ with him on the earth for a thousand years and there'll be a thousand years that the earth literally will get to experience what it was meant to experience under Adam. Does that make sense? It's going to experience for a thousand years the, uh, what, was, what Adam was meant to do in dominion. Okay? And then at the end of the thousand years, Satan will be released. And somehow the nations still get deceived. And they follow him. And that, which I can't, it blows my mind that we've been under the rule and reign of Christ for a thousand years. So then Satan, he goes up to the he goes up to uh jerusalem and then we all get dressed for battle which is cool but we don't do a thing so where's chris hollis i know he wants to swing a sword but it ain't it ain't gonna happen brother you, you remember that song this is how i fight my battles yeah 
You're going to get all dressed up for war like, yeah, I got my shiny arm. Oh, I'm going to get me the blood of the devil. I've been waiting for this. And God's going to open his mouth and utterly destroy your enemy. He does it for us. Come on. He opens his mouth and it is finished. It's over. And then the devil is taken and cast into the lake of fire. And that's his third casting down, if you will. And that's finished. But right here, it's telling you what's going to happen to him. Uh, where we were at in Isaiah, that's where I, I stopped at because I got to. It says, it says, hell from beneath is excited about you. Hell's ready for the, for, to get the devil. That's the thousand-year reign. He's, they're ready for that. I want to jump over to Ezekiel because, again, we're going to talk about what happened to him. So in verse 28, and I love this, and I had to do some word study this morning to, to make sure because it threw me off when it says this. But we're going to start in... Uh, Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 2 through 19. Listen, how are we doing on time? Oh, we good. All right. So he says, the word of the Lord came to me again, saying, son of man, say to the prince of Tyre, thus says the Lord God. The prince of Tyre in this moment is Lucifer. He says, because your heart is lifted up and you say, I am a God. So this tells you what happened. He was the archangel, the anointed cherub, but he wasn't satisfied with what he had been given. Interesting why God says, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. Take no thought for tomorrow. Don't worry about your life. Don't think about it. Don't worry about you. Let me do it. Listen, he says this, because your heart is lifted up, you say, I am a God. I sit in the seat of God's in the midst of the sea, yet you are a man. So I looked this up because it confused me. I was like, is it actually talking about the devil? Because it says man. But I looked up the original language and what, what God is doing is he's actually insulting the devil. He's calling, you, th you think you're a God, but you're a lesser being. That word in Hebrew means a lesser one. It means a lesser Adam is what it means. It, Adam is in there, but it means a lesser Adam, meaning you're not equal with me. You think you are, you are not my equal. It's what, yeah, it's like going, all right, boy, you know. When, when you're, you know, your you're teenager's trying to act like a man, you're like, simmer down, boy. You know, <laughs> he hadn't got there yet. I'm talking about <laughs> Caleb popped his head in. So anyway. Uh, yet you are a man and not a God, though you set your heart as the heart of a God, meaning like you, you set the posture of your heart to rule like your God. I'm going to cut you a little bit this morning by the Holy Spirit. When we set our hearts to rule our own life, we're acting like the devil. Moving on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Listen. Behold, you are wiser than Daniel. There is no secret that can be hidden from you. He's talking to the devil. With your wisdom and your understanding, he's calling the devil wise. Again, he did it in the beginning. You're cra more craftier than all other creatures. You have gained riches for yourself. Can I tell you, if what you're doing and you're living for yourself, building your own kingdom, you are doing what the devil did and does. You have gained riches for yourself, gathered gold and silver into your treasuries by your great wisdom in, in trade. You have increased your riches 
and your heart is lifted up because of your riches. Super interesting that he's talking about all this. And then God says, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And if you go and look all the way even into Revelations, every part of the devil's plan is tied into currency and money and cannot buy, sell, or trade without his mark. Like, it's all tied in. He's like, you know, that's why I'm saying, that's why many of you know I've mentioned New York a lot in the in the stock market and things like that. But, you, you know, because, listen, he you better believe the devil's around. All up in that. Anyway, therefore, thus says, not that God can't, you know, if God tells, I'm not saying that the stock market, money in and of itself is not evil. The love of money. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you have set your heart as the heart of a God. Behold, therefore, I will bring strangers against you, the most terrible of the nations, and they shall draw their swords against the beauty of your wisdom and defile your splendor. Notice that God's saying he has splendor. You see that? I'm going to hold on. I'm going to get ahead of myself. All right. They shall throw you down into the pit. Here's revelations again. He's bound up in a chain and thrown into the pit for a thousand years. And you shall die the death of the slain. Meaning what? Not only is he going to the lake of fire. I love it. He's like, you are going to have to experience the death of the wicked. You're going to have to experience what everybody that dies outside of Christ right now experiences in hell. And you get in the lake of fire. So he says this, you'll die the, di- the death of the st- slain in the midst of the seas. Will you still say before him who slays you, I am a God, but you shall be a man and not a God in the hand of him who slays you. You shall die the death of the uncircumcised by the hands of aliens or foreigners. For I have spoken, says the Lord God. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, son of man, take up this lamination for the king of Tyre and say to him, thus says the Lord, you were the seal of perfection. Full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. It, it, it almost hints at that out of all of God's creations he made, this one he poured the most into. Do you see? You were in Eden, the garden of God. So we know this is, again, he's pointing back to the serpent. Every precious stone was your covering. The sardis, the topaz, the diamond, the burly, the onyx, the jasper, the sapphire, the turquoise, and emerald with gold. The devil is not a red-horned monster like they got on the Match commercial, if you saw that, Match 2020, or the Devil Marries 2020. He don't look like that. Okay, his heart looks like that. He don't look like that. The Bible says, do you not know that the devil himself manifest as an angel of light the only time the devil really reveals some true self is whenever all other options are exhausted but often he comes in looking like a god the workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created a lot of scholars believe and i tend to believe that way that that as michael was over the warrior angels as Gabriel was over the messengers. And we find out in Enoch that that Raphael is over healing and that Fanuel is over presence deliverance. And it's interesting. And again, this is extra biblical. And I always say that it means it's in Enoch. Fanuel is who I believe replaced Lucifer. I personally believe that or there were five. I'm not sure. I don't know. 
but I find it interesting that Enoch describes his assignment as um, as warring off the accusations of the enemy. That literally he is the angel of deliverance and he is the angel of, of he, he protects against the accusations of the devil, which I think is very interesting. But um, so you have, and again, I'll always tell you what is 100% Bible, what is not. Some call him Uriel or Fanuel is, is his name. But anyway, um, so he, yeah, he's known by both names. But um, it seems as though Lucifer was over all the worship in heaven. It seems as though he was over music. And it makes a lot of sense when you look at how he influences music. And you have to understand that that there are anointed demonic worship leaders. There's anointed demonic music that when you listen to it, I personally started using drugs because I was listening to Bone Thugs and Harmony. And I found out later they were praying demons into their music. And because I was listening to that, I ended up at 12 years old, I ended up using drugs and set me on this. Demons came into my life via this thing. You know, if you come into a service and Caleb is like ridiculously anointed, sloppy in oil, you know, and he gets up here in the presence of God, just goes, <sighs> you know, the same thing happens on the other side. They're slopped in demonic juices, if you will, and they get up in there and they begin to sing. And the next thing you know, like there's a song, I forgot what it's called, but um, it's it's literally they record it. There is more people in the world that lost their virginity to that song than any other song on the planet. And it literally, they prayed demons. And I've, I've seen interviews of the artists. One of them had repented and come to Christ and said, we literally were praying that people would lose their virginity on this song. But we were praying that over it. Like, just as we would like, lay, if Caleb ever puts an album out and we like lay hands on it, God, let people fall into encounters, let people, they're doing the same thing, you see, because the devil can't create anything new. He can only manipulate the, the channels that exist. It's kind of like there's a pipe that flows that you bring gasoline or, or natural gas or oil through. How many of you know you can flow natural gas through the same pipe you throw oil, you flow like crude oil through the same pipe? The pipe doesn't change, but the substance changes. This is why we have psychics and mediums. Then we have the prophetic, okay? We have Reiki healers and healers. It's all, uh, uh, it's all a manufacturer. That's why demons, when they come in, it gets cold and lights flicker. Sometimes when angel comes in, it gets warm and lights flicker. Do you see? They, they, they can't do anything new. You know, demons will often move things in houses. I've seen angels move stuff. Like it just, it, it, they only have one path. Does that make sense? One road, like one way of function, one pipe, different substance. So anyway, you were the anointed cherub who covers. I establish you, you were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. So the devil was made perfect. Lucifer was made perfect. Until iniquity was found in you. You became filled with violence within. And you sinned. Listen to this. Oh, sorry, till iniquity was, I, I jumped ahead, was found in you. By the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within and you sinned. The abundance of your trading, that word trading is actually peddling and bargain making. So you ever hear of these people selling their souls to the devil and getting power and becoming rich? It's right here in the Bible. 
He was make, trying to make a deal. He did make a deal with Eve. He did peddle. He, he, he shysted his way to receiving the authority given to Adam. Do you understand? Did God really say? He didn't really mean that. God doesn't really mean you can't do that. God didn't really. No, God's just denying you. You know, God, God's, God's only, you know, God didn't really mean you can only have one wife. God didn't really mean you couldn't watch porn. He's just, God's just denying you. You know, the blood of Jesus, it'll forgive you. Go ahead. It's okay. He's trying to make you a, he's trying to talk you into something. Do you see? He's been doing it since the beginning. Since the beginning. Peddling. He tried to make a deal with Jesus. I'll give you this. Worship me. You became filled with violence within and you sinned. Therefore, I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God. And I destroyed you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the fiery stones. I wonder if I did a word search, if that would be the lampstands. But anyway. So. And it says, your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. Here is a temptation, and this is the temptation of pride. And it happens all the time. You know, God touches us and fills us with his spirit, and then we start thinking we're special, and it's about us. You have to understand that that line of thought is literally Satan's thoughts. Jesus was constantly saying, though it was him, and he had every right to say, it's me. Literally, he's the word made flesh. And he's going, it's not me, it's him. It's not me, it's him. It's the father. It's not me, it's the father. I don't do nothing on my own. Nope, nope. He knew exactly the trap of Satan. He knew what the devil did from the beginning. The devil started to think that his poop didn't stink. Made a poop joke. He started to think that his poop didn't stink. It's the truth. You know? Ah, I'm perfect. Look at me. I'm above all of God's creations. <laughs> Why does so-and-so get to hold the microphone? I think I should hold the microphone. <laughs> Why does God get to make all the choices? Look at me. I, who's like me? The anointed cherubim who covers who is like me? Who is wise like me? <laughs> Solomon. <laughs> I have wisdom. This is the devil. I cast you to the ground. Sorry, you, you're corrupted with your wisdom. You're, you corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. You corrupted, man, I want to say something to you that is going to just, whoosh. every single one of us have been taught that we were given special gifts and abilities to make something out of ourselves. Mr. Boggs, you were given your intelligence so that, you know, you could go, just go make a ton of money and that people would just think you're smart. You know, Caleb, you were given that that God gave you that gift and wants you to use it to be blessed, man. Wants you to use it. Go get rich, man. What are you doing sitting here? You certainly ain't getting rich sitting right here. I know what you make. 
<laughs> I write the check. I know what you make. What are you doing? Think about that now. Think about that. Even our whole school structure and system are created around finding out what kind of gift you have and then encouraging you to go out and be successful and fulfill the American dream of having everything you ever wanted in this world. And it makes it all about you. Where does that thought pattern come from? You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. Why do you think the Bible comes and says, whatsoever you do, do all for the glory of God? I cast you to the ground. I laid you before kings that they may gaze at you. You defiled your sanctuaries. He had sanctuaries, folks. You defiled your sanctuaries by the multitude of your iniquities, by the iniquity of your trading. His deal making, his bargaining. Basically, what did he do? He said, I am not this Think about this. I am not. It's so funny. I am not satisfied. This is why he hates us so much. I am not satisfied with my place as an archangel before the throne of God. I want to go build and rule my own kingdom. And that's what he's been doing this whole time. But what's amazing about the wisdom of God is the very ones that he stole it from. Guess who's getting a place around the throne now? Guess who's getting a place around the throne? You didn't want it, buddy. I'll take it. Uh, you don't want it, I'll take it. I just want to be at his feet. I'm totally satisfied with lifting my hands. I'm totally satisfied lifting praises unto Jesus. Please let me be around the throne. You fool. You know, that's like where I'm like, ah. You know? You so wise you got dumb or something. I don't know. And I don't mean to like make fun. I don't, this thing's, he's, he got, he's the little G God of this world. We need to have a little bit more reverence actually. But um, forgive me for that. But no, seriously, like this is the wisdom of God. The thing that he threw away, we now have. It's so funny. He's like, you want to go take, take theirs? You want to go take theirs? You want to take theirs? I'm going to give them yours and more. <laughs> That's what happened, folks. He came and took ours and God took it back, gave it back to us. And gave us more and gave us his. Come on, give God praise. That's really what he did. Think about it. He had a place before the throne of God forever and ever and ever. Where else do you want to be? You know? But he decided he wanted the authority that was given to us. Hmm. I devoured you and I turned you to ashes upon the earth. Hallelujah. In the sight of all who saw you, all who knew you among the peoples are astonished at you. You have become a horror and shall be no more forever. Hmm. Verse 12 in Isaiah 14. How you have fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning, how you were cut down to the ground, you who have weakened the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God, the angels. 
I will sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high, yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, to the lowest depths of the pit. Those who see you will gaze at you and consider you saying, is this the man who made the earth tremble? One day we will watch the judgment that has already happened. He's already been judged. And we will watch him be thrown into the pit. And then we will watch him be thrown into the lake of fire. Those who see you will gaze at you and consider saying, is this the man really who made the earth tremble? Again, is this the lesser than, the lesser one? Who shook kingdoms, who made wor the world as a wilderness and destroyed its cities. Look around the world right now. Did you catch that? Shook kingdoms, made the world as a wilderness and destroyed its cities. It's happening all around. Man, you, I, we live in Youngstown, folks. Look around. I love this city, but look around. I love it. It breaks my heart. That's why he says the anointing comes to rebuild ruined cities. Well, who ruined them? Who does not open the house of his prisoners? All the kings of the nations, all of them sleep in glory, everyone in his own house. But you were cast out of your grave like an abominable branch, like the garment of those who are slain, thrust through with a sword, who go down the stones of the pit like a corpse trodden underfoot. You will not be joined with them in burial because you have destroyed your land and slain your people. The brood of evildoers shall never be named. Prepare slaughter for his children. Because of the iniquity of their fathers, they shall, at least they rise up and possess the land and fill the face of the world with cities. Those who follow him. Talking about. It says this, whoever makes a practice of sinning is, the, is of the devil. For the devil has been sinning from the beginning. This reason the Son of Man, uh, God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. 1 John 3, 8. 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. James 4, 7. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Did you know if you resist the devil without submitting to God, you're actually doing what the devil did so you have no power to resist him? Did I say that too fast? Did you know if you resist the devil before submitting to God, you're doing the same thing the devil did, therefore you have no power to resist him. You're trying to do your own. Romans 16.20, the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. 2 Corinthians 11.3, I'm going to read these two. 2 Corinthians 11.3 and 2 Corinthians 4.4 4, and then expound and then we'll close. He says, but I am afraid that, that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning. So what was his cunning? What did we learn today? How does the devil operate? He tries to make deals. He tries to bargain with you. By his cunning, your thoughts will be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. So the devil, now that he doesn't have your soul because you're born again, he has one goal in your life, to lead you away from sincere and pure devotion to Christ. 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers 
to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel, the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. If you are not able to see the light of the gospel, it's because the enemy has blinded your mind. He's blinded. Did you know the Bible not only says that um, homosexuals, fornicators, liars, thieves will not enter the kingdom of heaven, but it actually says the cowardly and unbelieving as well? The cowardly and unbelieving. Yeah, it's first on the list, cowardly and unbelieving. You know why? Because you wouldn't do any of the other stuff if you weren't cowardly and unbelieving. Because if you really believe the gospel that I just preached to you, if you understand this, that what I want, to underst- I want you to understand is that God literally has defeated Satan. He is being defeated and he will be defeated. That when Jesus Christ died, he took back every bit. Listen, and what he did is he put his kingdom, his rule and reign inside of you. Okay, the rule and reign of Satan still exists in this world. He's still deceiving the unbelievers and he's trying to lead astray the believers. Okay, he's still the little G God of this world at this moment. His dethroning will be at the second coming of Christ. But as far as mine and your life goes in our sphere of influence, when we come across the devil, what you have to understand is the reality that splitting the sky whenever Christ comes is already living inside of us. And he comes and he cannot touch you unless you let him. Do you understand that? This is why Jesus said, the devil comes and finds nothing in me, finds nothing of what? Of himself. This is why Paul says, leave no foothold for the devil. How do you leave a foothold for him? You act like him. You sin. All sin, all fall short of the glory of God, but repent quickly. Lord, forgive me. Have mercy. Wash me. Cleanse me. I don't want a foothold. It's that practicing, man. He's like a roaring lion. He's sitting and he's waiting for that moment. And he's like, yep, 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 yep. You keep doing that. You keep watching that porn. You keep watching it today and tomorrow. It's okay. It's all right. Keep going. Yep, yep. And then he comes to you and he bargains with you and says, you know what? It's okay. God understands your heart. It's okay. You can keep that. The blood of Jesus is enough. God loves you. You can keep having them conversations at night that you know you are not to be having. You know, you can keep sending them pictures you know you are not to be sending. You just keep, it's okay. God loves you. He understands. And actually what the devil loves to do is he loves to come and take this Bible and twist it and bargain with you and get you to agree with him. And he'll say, but doesn't it say that love covers a multitude of sins? Doesn't it say that God covers you right now in this? You're good. You got your get out of hell free card. Don't worry about it. And he literally bargains with you until you take his bargain and agree with him and allow sin to be birthed in you. You see, you've been freed from the power of sin and death. He who is in you is greater than he who is in this world. You have all authority has been given to Jesus. And Jesus said, here, cast out devils. Destroy the works of the devil in the earth. Destroy sin. Take captive every vain imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Like I, I want you to understand something this morning, church. If you are born again, blood-bought, spirit-filled, you have power over Satan. The only power the devil has over you is what he gets you to believe. What am I talking about? Well, what he loves to do, he's called the accuser of the brethren. And he can't accuse you before God any longer okay he can't wah, wah, it's Charlie Brown to God he don't hear it okay 
So what he does is he accuses us to each other and he accuses you to yourself. See, the Bible says that when God forgives your sin, he remembers them no more. So what you repented of last week and the week before and all that, God is not bringing that back up, asking you to repent from it and convicting you over and over again about it. If, if what you did, if you've repented from what you did and it's being brought up, you can be sure it's the devil talking to you. Because, see, love keeps no record of wrong, but there is one who has a record of wrong, and it's the devil, and he loves to bring that up. And, see, what he'll do is he'll wear you down over time. And he'll bargain with you. He'll bargain with you. He'll be like, did God really say that you're free? Did God really say that you're healed? Did God really say that you're set? Did God really say? Did, well, the Bible, it didn't really mean that. It meant, Oh, it meant that. That's only in eternity. That's only for then, you know. You know, everybody struggles. All, all are going to struggle. That's what he'll tell you. I want to tell you something, too. The devil loves to convince you that you thought what he told you to think. When you get born again, you get the mind of Christ. Okay? That means that any thought that doesn't line up with the Bible, you have the right to reject as not starting in you. And so the devil, he remembers everything you did. And so he comes and he accuses you with old thoughts you used to have. And then he convinces you that they're your thoughts and you take ownership of them and you give him a foothold. You are, did you get a new mind or did you not? Like, what is true? Is the Bible true? Or, let, hey, let every man be a liar and God be found true. The Bible says that we receive the mind of Christ in a new nature. The Bible says that when I get born again, I now think like God. I, I'm prone to think as God thinks. That's why so many people say, well, I had an encounter with God, but I keep thinking like I used to think. Well, yeah, because the devil remembers who you were and he keeps coming by and you just keep listening to him. We're not ignorant of the devil's devices. He is a liar. He's been lying since the beginning. And there's many of you that he's still lying to today. He's got you convinced that you're busted. He's got you. He's even got you convinced that being tempted is a sin. I want to free you up this morning. I believe the Holy Spirit wants to free you up. Being tempted is not a sin. Being tempted is not struggling. Struggling is giving in to temptation. Sinning is giving in to temptation. If, if, if temptation was a sin, then Jesus wasn't sinless. Tempted in every single way, yet without sin. The Bible says that you are tempted by desires. What desires? The di desires of the old dead man that you used to have. The devil remembers what door you let him in last time, and he comes a-knocking. Right? Struggling, struggling is not having the devil knocking at your door. I said this the other day. It was good. Struggling is not having the devil knock at your door. Struggling is letting him in. Struggling is not this. That is never going to be taken away from you. You need to understand that. You need to understand the reality of what walking this thing out in Christ is. The devil's lying to you is never going to stop, guys. The Bible doesn't say that. It actually promises you that he is going to come and lie to you. Okay? So there's not some magical switch that's going to switch one day where you're not going to have to deal with the knocking. Okay? The difference is, I don't know about many of you, but have you ever had like a white noise in your house that just keeps 
going and going and going. I was doing it the other day. I was in my prayer room, and I got this, like, uh, this, this uh, chimney that goes up in this fireplace, and I have to put, you know, because it's cold in the wintertime. So I put, like, this plexiglass thing on it, and sometimes when the wind blows, it just kind of goes tat, 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 you know. And I'm sitting in there, and my son comes in, and we're sitting there. And, and I'm just kind of sitting, resting, and he's like, that doesn't bother you? And I'm like, no, dude, I'm in here for hours every day. I don't even notice it anymore. That's what happens. You grow into just like, mm, wah, wah, wah. His, he turns into Charlie Brown. You keep talking, you can come, but you'll find nothing in me. You can keep coming, and you can keep on knocking, but you can't come in. You know, uh-uh, you're not coming in. You shall not pass. <laughs> no, no bueno, no entrance, not coming in, nada, uh-uh, exit only for you. Some of y'all need to slap an exit only sign for the devil on your life. You only have a right to get out. You never have a right to come in. Amen? I want to free some of you up this morning. I want to pray, and then we'll go. That voice will stop when Christ splits the sky, and he's bound up and thrown in hell. But you need to understand that he's here. And he's moving throughout the earth like a, like a roaring lion looking whom he may devour. Looking for somebody that will believe his lies. You don't have to believe his lies. And if you ever wonder if he's lying about something, just go to this book right here and open it up. And you can be guaranteed, you can be sure that you're obeying him and believing his lie if his fruit's being produced in you. Anger, outbursts of anger, the lusts of the flesh. Let's close our eyes right now. You want to hit those lights for a moment? I know we went a little, oh, we, we're, we're, we ain't even long today. What are we talking about? So right now, I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to come through because you see, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit searches the heart. That he knows the heart of the Father and he knows your heart. And I'm going to pray right now that the Holy Spirit would come through each one of us and show us some lies we believed. Some lies we believed about ourselves. Some of us have been bargaining with the devil. Maybe you're living together unmarried. Maybe you're, you know, having sex outside of marriage. Maybe it's that Whatever, the devil has come and convinced you and bargained with you that that's okay. You need to accept Jesus as Lord. Maybe he's lied and says, but you can't live life without this thing or that thing. But the truth is, you have all you need in Christ. Some of you, the devil's got you so wound up thinking that you'll finally be at peace when you get married. That you'll finally be at peace when you have a child. That you'll finally be at peace if you could just have this one thing. And he's even accused God of denying it from you. I'm, I'm speaking by the Spirit now. 
some of you, the, the devil has even taken people from you and killed them and convinced you God did it. He'll accuse you until he can get you to accuse God. Then he knows he has you. God, I pray expose lies right now. Man, I just see the like a broom coming through and sweeping cobwebs right now. Expose lies. I'm always going to deal with this. I was made this way. Liar. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. Freedom flow through the house. Lay a hand on the person next to you right now. You have the Spirit of God in you right now. Flood now. Flood power flow. Expose every lie. Every little critter in the corner. Every little lie. Even the little spider that loves to hide in the corner with his little web that's just hiding in there. And it's like we only find him in spring when we deep clean. We'll let deep cleaning come now. Right now. Right now. Every bit. Flow through. Yeah, even the lie of insignificance. I feel like some of you, the devil has been lying to you about insignificance. And he's actually even taken the promises of God and the callings and giftings of God, and he's dangled them in front of you, and he's convinced you that you're insignificant. He's convinced you that if you don't reach a platform or a title or something or something like this, that... God is denying you, you something and that something is just wrong with you and that's why you haven't got it yet. I break that lie right now. Yeah, be free from that now. Every foothold of the devil be exposed right now. Yeah, God, come. Every foothold. Every foothold. Every lie that says, I'll just always deal with this. <laughs> when the truth is you've already been freed. Some of you have been lied to in works. I need to do this and this needs to happen and then God will love me and then God will accept me. No, 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 no. You are accepted in the beloved. Every lie comes. Every lie come. I come against every lie that the enemy has tried to say that days before are gonna or was better than the days of he- ahead. That he's got some of you caught up in remembering what was, and so much so that you're not even ex- excited about what's to come. And I pray for newness of life. Ha, man, and even. Prayers that you've prayed and and breakthrough in families and and souls of loved ones that you've just he's just got you to convince God hasn't moved yet and he's never going to move. I break that lie right now in Jesus name. 
I break that lie. The devil's holding a cake before you and he's saying, you can, you, only with me can you have your cake and eat it too. God won't let you. God won't let you. God won't let you. It's a lie. It's a lie. Things won't work out how I want them to. If I surrender, it's a lie. It's a lie. You're not good enough. It's a lie. It's not about you anyway. It's about his blood. When the devil says you're not good enough, show him the blood. Just show him the blood right now. <laughs> yeah, she didn't want you. He didn't want you. She didn't want you. He didn't want you. So God doesn't want you. It's a lie. Yeah, every lie. Every lie. Being free means being ruled by me. I've been controlled by a man or a woman before in a past relationship. And never again will I allow anyone to rule me. Never again. I won't let them have authority over me again. That'll never happen to me again. That'll never happen. God is trustworthy. That's a lie. Break it. Break it. Break it. Break it. Break it. God's trustworthy. He's trustworthy. He's trustworthy. He's trustworthy. He's not a man. He's not a man that he should lie. He is not a man. He's the word faithful and true. Faithful and true. Faithful and true. I just need to wait until all the pieces fall together. Then I can follow God. I just need to wait until I can afford to do things right, and then I'll follow God. It's a lie. God does not give a pass. He gives power to fulfill and obey right now. Thank you, Lord. 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 Yeah. Every lie. Lovely lamb. <laughs> Some of you, the Lord has you so caught up in, uh, sorry, the devil has you so caught up in, in where you, you want to go that you don't realize God's got you where, right where he wants you. That you're right smack where God wants you. Fill with joy now, Retor restore to us the joy of our salvation. The devil's got some of you believing that salvation wasn't enough. It's all you need. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Restore to us the joy 
of our salvation, God. <laughs> the joy that I'm not burning in the lake of fire, but I'm spending bliss with Him. I ain't going to hell. I've been saved and set free. Fill with joy now. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. The joy of salvation. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. Some of you, some of you have been seeing God move in others and the devil's got you convinced that he loves them more than you and that he's just not answering your prayers and that you need to do something to twist his arm. And the Lord says, why don't you just trust me that I am who I say I am? The devil is a liar. He's a liar. Come, Holy Spirit. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Let's say this. Devil, you a liar. <laughs> One more time. Devil, you a liar. Woo! Yay. Let's say this. I follow the spirit of truth who leads me into all truth the devil you get an exit sign only bye bye <laughs> Woo! hey may it be said about us that when the devil comes he finds nothing in us I want to be so full of Christ and not full of strongholds. Thank you, God. Aren't you glad for the truth this morning? Aren't you glad for the Word of God this morning? Aren't you glad for the plan of God? Aren't you glad for the cross of Jesus? Man, thank you, God. Real quick, I pray I commend every sickness out of every body right now. If you're dealing with pain in your body, wave your hand at me real quick. you got pain in your body right now. One right here, one right here. Rachel, could you lay your hands on them behind them? Anybody over here, pain in your body? Lower back, left side. Anybody right here, right here? Yeah, lower back, left side. Sarah's right here. Yeah, Paul, you want to pray for her? And so right now, anybody else right here, put your hands on her. Anybody else, pain in your body right now? Uh, 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 right here, John and John. You Y'all you, you want to lay your hands on them? Um, any diagnosed disease, diagnosed disease that is only treated by medicine, it can't ever go away. Anybody like that? Anybody like that? Right there? One, two, right there? Okay, right there? Right there. Can somebody get a hand on them? Right there. And a hand on her right there. It's okay. Yep, yep, yep. So let's say we believe on the cross and in the scourging that his stripes were enough. The devil is a liar. Healing is the children's bread. And I am a child of God. All right, pain, get out now. Go, leave their bodies. Back pain, get out. Joint pain, get out. Arthritis, go. Brand new backs, in Jesus' name. We command disease. Leave bodies now, in Jesus' name. Baffle doctors. Ha ha. <laughs> Woo! How's your backs feeling? Anybody that had pain, it, raise your hand. Raise your hand right now if you still have pain. 
you're in pain and you still have pain. You st- he still has pain. Anybody else? Pain still. No, your pain is gone. Where's it at right now? In your shoulder? What about you? Her pain left. Can we give God praise? Sarah, what about your back? Huh? It's still there? It's okay. We're going to pray. Anybody else feeling anything, any pain or whatever in their body that we pray for? We got one, two, three. We still got one right here. Sarah, you want (laughs) to? She's so drunk. Can you lay your hands on Annette, Sarah? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, come on. Let's pray, church. Come on. In the name of Jesus, pain leave now. Every lie die. Come on. Power flow. In Jesus' name, right now, every bit of pain, get out. In Jesus' name, every bit of pain right now. Yeah, knee pain leaves right now. In Jesus' name, knee pain leaves right now. In Jesus' name, right now, right now, every bit. Rotator cuff healed now in the name of Jesus right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Every bit of back pain go now in Jesus' name right now. Thank you, Lord. Every bit of disease out of bodies right now. Out of body. is. I don't know if anybody in here or a family member, I specifically just heard Crohn's disease. Crohn's. Crohn's disease. So we just bind that right now in Jesus' name. Crohn's disease. How's your back, Sarah? Can you come over here and kind of like bend down and see if... I mean, you kind of face that way and come right here and then you can face that way and then try to see if you can. Yeah. Huh? Come on. (laughs) Woo! King Jesus. How's your shoulder feeling? Come on, straight up like that. Yeah, hold it out. Hold it out like this, two hands together like that. Out right now in Jesus' name, shoulder healed now. Yeah, straighten out, pop in place right now, every bit. Sarah, can you pray for him? You just got healed. You know God does it. (laughs) Yeah, every bit of pain right now. Anybody else with that lower left side of their back? Anybody else? Lower left side, yeah? In Jesus' name. How's it feeling now? Come on, Jesus. Come on. Upper right, right here. In Jesus' name, every bit of pain, go. Come on, pray for them. In Jesus' name, be healed right now. Be healed right now in Jesus' name. How are you doing, John? It's in your wrist? All right. Every bit of carpal tunnel in Jesus' name, go. Every bit, go right now. Pain, go in Jesus' name. Tension and tightness, go. Try it again. Come on. Yeah, 100% healing right now, flow. In Jesus' name, right now. How's her knee doing? Come on, Jesus. Give God praise. Come on. Seriously. Every bit of pain go right now out of this wrist. Get out in Jesus' name. Out now. How's it feel? Come on, Jesus. Yeah, what's going on? Y'all praying? What's up? Anything? You good? Okay, praise God. Yeah, what's going on? How you feeling? What happened? 
What's going on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And can you can you tell right now, like if you breathe in real deep or whatever? Yeah, okay. Come on, let's stretch out our hands towards Jackson right now. Shortness of breath. He he boxes. He loved to box, but he's running out of breath. Right now, in Jesus, he got punched in the chest years ago, and he's been having problems. Right now, God, right now, heal every sternum, every bone, pop back out every bit. God, right now, every bit of damage in the lungs, be healed now. Power flow through his body. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Every bit be healed right now. Go ahead, breathe in. Is it gone? Yeah. yeah. How you feel? Feel great. Come on, Jesus. Come on, man. Listen, when the gospel is preached, signs follow those who believe. Amen. What's going on? On on Jackson? Re- reach your hands towards him right now. God, I pray you'd raise him up, God, as a firebrand in this generation, Lord. God, I pray you'd get, put his words in him right now. Put your words in him, in his bones, God. Let fire fall, a fresh baptism of fire now, right now. Woo! Shedebe caramba. Yeah, Lord, right now, over the whole family, God. Sweep with your fire right now. Your restoration and purifying fire through the whole house, God. Single-mindedness towards God and his eternal purposes, I pray. God, use Jackson, Lord, in this generation, Lord, to win many souls. In your name we pray. Amen. Yeah, what's up? Yeah. Come on, wow. Come on. Wow. Come on, Jesus. Wow. Yeah, come on. Some. I need some help right now. Lift your hands to heaven. I need some help right now. The fire of God. Everything he stole, come back right now. Every bit, Lord. Enough is enough. Every bit, every time the devil has said, don't say it, don't release it, I bind that right now, I break it in Jesus' name. I just see the megaphone right now, the Lord says, release it now, release it now, release it now. Thank God, right now, filler, fresh touch, fresh touch, fresh power, fresh power. God, I pray a restoration now, right now, in every area, every area. The Lord says, every, everywhere the river goes, I touch it and bring life. Every area. There won't be one thing left that won't have life on it in the house, says the Lord. There won't be one thing left with death and decay on it, says the Lord. (sighs) Thank you, Phil. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Just hang out there. So thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Man, thank you, Jesus. Wow. Wow. Anybody, anybody with a left ankle at all? Anything like that? Hip, left ankle could be me. I know I was running around. Yeah. Yeah. The left ankle? Okay, come on. In Jesus' name, every bit, Lord, go back, Lord, and redo what didn't heal right. Right now, total healing in Jesus' mighty name. 
We thank you, God, for healing and power, Lord. Wow. Wow. Man, come on, Jesus. Well, this feels like revival. I just keep hearing Oh the glory of your presence we your temple give you reverence <laughs> so rise to Just look to Jesus. I hear the Lord saying to some of you, don't pass this moment by. Whatever, even when we were praying, whatever you were holding on to, leave it now. I'm telling there's a grace now. I just saw a giant bag of fertilizer just being poured open. Like, I'm telling you, there's some of you, because you've been holding on to something, your growth in Christ has been stunted, and this is a sovereign moment where if you'll dump it, you may even need to get up to this altar, I don't know, but if you, whatever the Holy Spirit shows you, but if you'll dump it, I'm telling you, God's going to rip open that top of that fertilizer, and you're going be to begin to grow faster and faster into the image of God, in, in the image of Christ in the earth like never before, the mature man right now. Yeah, come on, man. Come on. Come on. I'm telling you. I don't know. Some of you else, in this, I'm telling you, leave it behind. I see it just ripping open. It's, whoo, man, I see it. Come on, Jesus. Pour it in. Maturity in God right now. Maturity. This is a divine. I'm telling you, there's grace and power for it right now. Wow, like never before. 
Wow. Yeah. Just seek God. We thank you, Lord. Leave it there, I'm telling you. He wants it all. He wants it all. He wants it all. It's enough is enough. He wants it all. He didn't die for just a part of you. He died for all of you. Thank you for joining us on Encounter Podcast. We pray it has been a blessing to you. We would be honored if you would prayerfully consider supporting this ministry by becoming a monthly partner or sowing a one-time offering helping us bring the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ our Lord to the lost and the continued training and equipping of his bride, the church. For more information on how to become a partner or make a donation, please go to Encounter1078.com and click on the donate button. Thank you, and may the mercy and grace of the Lord Jesus be upon you.